When the Torah guides us how to respond in a time of Melchum, in a time of impending war, Rahman al-Islam, so the Torah says that, that our response is supposed to be two-pronged. We're supposed to respond both on a natural level as well as on a spiritual and religious level. On a natural level, so an army goes out to confront that, that threat. That, that even a chuppah is, is disrupted in, in the time of, of Melchama. And yet the Torah also says that if there is impending war, so then there's a mitzvah to blow the trumpets. The Rambam explains in the beginning of Hilchus Taniyos that blowing the chatzotzos is that what it represents is it represents a, a, a non-verbal form of tefillah which is situated in a broader context of tshuva. So we're supposed to respond to things that happen in, in our lives, specifically now we're talking in terms of nationally, collectively, on two levels, on, on a natural level in terms of making hishtablus, trying to make effort to, to counter the threat on, on the natural plane, on the natural level, but simultaneously, we're, we're supposed to address what is the ultimate level and the ultimate, where the ultimate cause and effect plays out on the spiritual and, and, and religious level. The, the fact that uh, the, the, the following comments are, are, are limited to a spiritual, spiritual perspective and spiritual responses to, to anti-Semitism isn't intended to imply that that's the only response and that's the only and that that is the only level in which we're supposed to respond. It's just that that's what we're focusing on in in, in these next next few minutes. But the response is really supposed to be on on both levels. In, in the, the Rambam's lifetime, in certain areas, the Jewish community was confronted with severe, severe persecution. It was a time of, uh, of Shmad, where, where they were being pushed towards apostasy. And before the Rambam provides halachic guidelines for how to respond in such a situation and whether or not the situation in his day, what was being demanded of people, did that really require al pi halacha, a, a response of martyrdom of Yehoi Valyavor? So before the Rambam gets to that, so the Rambam provides us with a sort of meta-historical overview of the persecution that we've suffered of the most most hateful and, 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 and violent forms of anti-Semitism. So in Yigeris Taman, the Rambam writes that HaKadosh Baruch who gave us the Torah, that the Rambam, 
he, he mentions in the Hagdama here that the Rambam didn't set out to write a, a scholarly essay here, but something that would speak to, to all of us. He, he wants it something that would be as accessible and as in, intelligible. So the Rambam doesn't necessarily quote every source that, that he could have and, and perhaps would have in, 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 a, in a different context. So the Rambam says... This Torah, the true Torah, which was given to us by the greatest, the, the unique one of, of, of all prophets, through this Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu set us apart. HaKadosh Baruch Hu differentiated us from the rest of humanity. HaKadosh Baruch Hu desired, he loved, loves your ancestors. And accordingly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose, he selected their children, the progeny of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov from all the nations of the world. Ramam says it wasn't in our own zechus, but it was rather because of the schus of our of the others through their Yidiyas Hashem, through their service of Akarish Baruchu. And then the Ramam says, because Akarish Baruchu singled us out, differentiated us, made us unique through the Torah, through the mitzvahs, and it was clear that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had elevated us above the other nations of the world. What other nation is there, right? It's a rhetorical question that the Torah is posing in Pashas Vashanan. What other nation is there who has such a Torah? Of, of as as you have, so the Rambam says as a result of that that kinunu hagoyim kulam al dosenu that because of that it inspired a great and intense jealousy amongst the nations of, of the world, and the Rambam says that because of that, because of that resentment for Bechiras Yisrael, that the Jewish people are the chosen people, the Am HaNivchar, because the nations of the world don't acquiesce to that Bechira of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he says, really, Ritzonam lehilochem bahashem v'lasos meriva imo. He says, really, the, the, the war that they're waging is not a war against us, it's a war against the Rebbeinu Shalom. And he says, and that's why there's been, throughout our history, we've been confronted with persecution. Then he goes on to say that the persecution, that the attempt to destroy us, has taken two forms. It's taken physical form. There have been those who have sought to destroy us physically. And then there have been those who have sought to destroy us intellectually, philosophically, through polemics. 
And then he says, and some combine those two approaches. The Rambam says that Yeshayo Hanavi already prophesied these two forms of, of attack on, on, on us as the Rebbeinu Shalom's Am HaNivchar. Yeshayo Hanavi already said, the Rambam says, Kokli Yutzar Alayach Lo Yitzlach, any Kli, any weapon that will be raised up against you will not succeed. V'choloshon, any, any words, any arguments, any polemic, any, any sophistry, tokum itach la mishpa tarshi. No, you'll, you'll reject it. And, and you'll, you'll emerge victorious. Zos nachlas avde Hashem v'tzidkosa me'itinu um Hashem. So the Rambam, the Rambam clearly indicates that the source of, of the anti-Semitism throughout the millennia is, is this profound resentment of the Chiris Yisrael. The, the Droshes Haran sees this as pshat, in, in a Gemara in Shabbos, the Gemara in Shabbos comments why Harsinai has that name. The Gemara is assuming that its real name is Chorev and, and, and that Sinai is an additional name that was given to it by Yovel El Haralu Kim Choreva. The first mention of it, it's referred to as Chorev. So this opinion in the Gemara assumes that, that its, its initial name, as, as it were, is Chorev, and that Harsinai is an additional name which, which is given to, to, because of a certain association. There's a message in that name. But my Harsinai, Har Shiyorda Sina Lu'umos Ha'olam Olaf, which the way the Ran understands, based on, on a Medrash and Shirashirim Rabbah that he proceeds to quote, Kemosha Amu and Timsu as Dodi, if you find my beloved, Matagidullah, what should you tell him? Shacholas Ahava Ani. So we generally translate that as I'm I'm lovesick. But the Major says that the Pshat is that I'm sick on account of the love that I profess for you, Akarish Baruchu. Hagidullah, Shakol Khaloim Shaumo Saola Mevio Salai. Tell Akarish Baruchu as it were, that all the, all the suffering represented metaphorically as illnesses, all the suffering, all the persecution, all the pogroms, the Holocaust, the resurgence of, of anti-Semitism, and then in particular, the, the Drosh Saran highlights the separateness of, of a Jew as a result of being part of the Amanivchar, the prohibition against intermarriage, etc. That, that's one... That, that, that's one approach that we find in, with sources in Chazal, in Al-Chachmeh one perspective 
on, on the anti-Semitism throughout the millennia. The Nitziv famously offers a second complementary approach as well. He has it in, in two places. The Nitziv wrote a commentary on, on the, the Haggadah called Imre Shefer. And, and he comments on the paragraph in the Haggadah, V'hisha amdala v'seinu v'lanu, shalo echad bilvad amad aleinu l'chad l'seinu, ele shabucholdo v'odo omdim aleinu l'chad l'seinu, v'akadosh baruch hu matzileinu miyodim. So v'hi is a pronoun. So what's the antecedent of, of the v'hi? So the Nitziv suggests that, that, that he thinks that the antecedent of, of the v'hi is not as is generally assumed the Havtocha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us, but it's rather the, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, HaVam Avinu, Yadoa Teida Ki Ger Yiyazar Acha Be'eretz Lolohem. That what sustains us is the fact that we're strangers. That, 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 that we're never fully apart we have to be. We can't be fully a part because we always have to remain a part. We always have to be kiger yazaracha, and in that context, the Nitziv explains as follows: It's the will of Hakadosh Baruch Hu that the progeny of Avam Avinu, that we, the Jewish people, should be strangers. Be'eretz lo lohem. Right, it's a remarkable thing. We say in the Haggadah that that Vayered Yaakov Mitzrayma Vayogo Sham Bimsei Maot. So we quote the Drushes Hasufri that Melamech Shloyared Yaakov Avinu Lehishtakeh Bimtzrayim Ela Logor Sham. That Yaakov Avinu didn't move to Mitzrayim to settle Lehishtakeh, but rather Logor to be there as a stranger, as a ger. But Chazal tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had told Yaakov Avinu that he was going to die in Mitzrayim. So Chazal tell us HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Yaakov Avinu Havtocha that you'll be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Even though you're going to die in Mitzrayim, you'll be buried in Eretz Yisrael. So what do you mean that Lo Yared Yaakov Avinu the Hishtakeh bin Tzayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, this is the final move of, of his life. This is the, the, the final place he's going to dwell. So what do you mean he's not settling? No, so it's a matter of attitude. A person can live somewhere, and a person can even know that he's going to live out his remaining days in that place, but attitudinally, it's logo ba'aretzvanu. Attitudinally, in terms of the, the person's attitude, he feels himself... Not a part, but a part. He feels himself separate. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. This is both the Ratzon Hashem, and this was also the promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made, the guarantee that he gave to Avraham Avinu, that Ger Yiyazaracha. Ubishvil she Yisrael niskalkalu ubikshul his arev haveh. Because Jews wanted to integrate to an unacceptable degree beyond 
beyond what's acceptable. That the Medrash says that Shemes Yosef Hefeu Bismila. That after Yosef Hatzadik died, so then the, the, the Jews began to neglect the mitzvah of Bismila. On Munia Kemitzriam will be like the Egyptians. Kevon Sha'osukain, this is the, the Medrash in Shmasrabba to which the Nitziv is, is alluding. Nitziv has these same ideas which he presents more which he compresses here into his commentary on the Haggadah, and the back of the Nitziv's commentary on Shirim, he has an essay called uh, Sha'or Yisrael. Nitziv uh, explains that that's a phrase from, from the Navi Yeshayahu, where he elaborates the, these uh, ideas at greater length. And there he quotes the, the text of the, of the Medrash. Amu Mitzrayim, when the Jewish people had this assimilationist impulse, Hofach HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ha'ava Shehoyu HaMitzriyam Oav in the Sinah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu transformed what had previously been a sense of Ahava that the Mitzriyam had for, 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 for the Jews in, into Sinah. Shenamer, and as jarring as this idea is, as staggering as it is, the Medrash says it's a Pasuk and Tillin. Hofach libam lisno amo Baruch transformed their mindset, their hearts, to hate his, capital H, people, to conspire against his avadim. Mi goram lohem li Yisrael, quoting from Chazal, Nitzv says, she yispazu levein umos ha'olam, krevo shoyu chafetzim bohem. Mishum shehem chafetzim lehizkarevu lehishtakeh v'liyos kamosam, me'osa ha'kadosh baruch hu mefazum l'mokam When Jews want to lose forfeit their identity, we're part of their identity, when we don't maintain the ger yezarach on our, on our own, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees to it that it's imposed upon us. One thing that anti-Semites never allow a Jew to do is to forget the fact that he's Jewish. No matter how much a Jew may want to forget that he's Jewish, so the anti-Semites don't let us forget that, 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 that we're Jewish. At first glance, the, these two approaches almost seem opposite, almost seem opposing. But the Rambam says that the source of the persecution of the anti-Semitism is, is Bechir Yisrael, the fact of Bechir Yisrael. The Nitziv seems to say in the opposite direction, that on the contrary, it's, it's our, we inspire it. It's not because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Bechira, but, but we're responsible, we, we, we trigger it. But the Amos says that the Nitziv himself really integrates these two approaches. 
in, in that essay, Sha'o Yisrael, and it basically says, and it's just frightening how historically accurate what the Nitziv says is, that Sinas Yisrael, anti-Semitism, is always present. Sometimes it's dormant. It's beneath the surface. And sometimes it's awakened. It's always there because of what the Rambam explains, what according to the Joshua Saran, the Gemara in Shabbos explains, of Sinai, that Yorda Sina Le'umos Ha'olam, that the, the hatred that the Umos Ha'olam have for us comes from Har Sinai, comes from Bechiris Yisrael. It's there. It's always there. Sometimes it's dormant. And it says, and what triggers it? When does it cease to be dormant? When is it awakened? He says, so that's the second complementary perspective that, that, that he offers us. But the, the emphasis is that, that even if the Nitziv hadn't integrated these two approaches for us, practically the, the upshot is, is the same. The response to resurgence in, in anti-Semitism has to be for us to deepen and intensify our genuine Jewish identity. Anti-Semitism, again, forces that identity upon us in, in, in the ugliest and cruelest of ways and the spiritual response to anti-Semitism has to be to cultivate that Jewish identity in the most genuine and noble of ways. So what does Jewish identity entail? So let's just review again. There are no... No chidush in anything that has been said and, and or in what will be said. A few basic fundamental elements, components of, of what genuine Jewish identity is and it's, it's intensifying that, it's, it's reaffirming that, it's recommitting ourselves to that, which is, is the response that, 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 that we're supposed to have. First of all, Jewish identity means a practical commitment to Torah mitzvahs. Asher kitshanu b'mitzvahsa v'tzivanu asher bacha abonu mikola anmim v'nasam lanu estoroso. Sometimes we, we, we might be inclined to think that, well, is that perspective really need to be articulated for ourselves? Baruch Hashem, we are Shomitav Mitzvah. But Jewish identity, and for that matter, Shmiras Tav Mitzvah is not an all or nothing proposition. And, and it's not necessarily the case that when Baruch Hashem, that nothing isn't the appropriate description. 
it doesn't mean that there isn't room for improvement. It doesn't mean that there isn't room for, for upgrading. We can be Shomei Torah mitzvahs in the sense that, again, practically we, com- we comply with what the Torah tells us to do. We can even up that a notch. We can be Shomei Torah mitzvahs in the sense that our religious commitment is a focus within our lives, is a central focus within our lives, and obviously both of those are, are, are very important, and both of those are wonderful, but neither of those really represents the ultimate of what we're supposed to strive to, to achieve. The, the Rambam writes in a tshuva, the context of the tshuva is that the Rambam was asked about uh, listening to... Arabic music with, with with lyrics. So the Rambam didn't think too much of music. He didn't think too much of the Arabs, and certainly the combination of Arabic music didn't uh, didn't, didn't enthuse him too much. So after the Rambam quotes the sources that that, that he thinks are, are relevant, he says, but in general, he says. He says, the question clearly betrays a, a mistaken orientation, a mistaken focus. The Rambam says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the Torah, he says, He says, what does it mean to be a Goy Kadosh? So the Rambam writes, again, this is, this is in, in, in Hebrew translation from the Judeo-Arabic, so the Rambam writes as follows. He says, Again, this is what we aspire to. Everything we do should be calibrated towards achieving perfection in Avodah Hashem. Everything a person does, this is, this is the goal that each one of us, as, as, as a card-carrying member of the Goy Kadosh, aspires to. It's, it's a lifetime quest. But the quest is to, to reach a level that there should be neither action nor speech. That, that's frivolous, that, that isn't calibrated and calculated towards the goal of El Bishlemus, Oba Meshemevi El Hashlemus. So even Baruch Hashem, Washomei Torah Mitzvahs, even Baruch Hashem, Liyain Horah, Torah Mitzvahs are a central focus in, in our life. The Rambam says the challenge, the aspiration that we're all supposed to have, the quest that we're all supposed to be engaged in as part of a Goy Kadosh, is that not that it should be a focus, a central focus, it should be the focus. The focus of our life. Goy Kadosh, the semantics of Kadosh, Kadosh means something that's set aside, something that's consecrated. The Jewish people are a people who are consecrated. 
the consecrated Tavod Hashem. Torah Mitzvah isn't just a lifestyle, it isn't just a focus, it is the raison d'etre of life, it is the defining focus of, of, of life. What are some of the other elements of, of Jewish identity that we want to look to reaffirm and intensify as part of our response? The Gemara in tells us that there are Gimel Simonim Be'umazah. There are three defining, identifying character traits in the Jewish people that they're Rachmanim, Baishanim, and Gomer Chasanim. A compassionate, sensitive people uh, people with a sense of, of, of refinement, dignity, introverted people, and Gomer Chasadim, who practice kindness. And, and this isn't just an agadic statement that the Rambam writes based on, on, on the Gemara, and, and it sounds like this in, in Shulchan Aruch as well. This is what the Rambam writes in Hachos Yisurebiya, and the Mechaber has something similar in the beginning of Evan Ezer. If you see someone, again, with, 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 with an arrogance, and cruelty, hates people, and, and doesn't act with kindness, you have to question the person's lineage. If you see those three traits coalescing within a person, you have to question the person's lineage. Maybe he's a descendant of, of the Givonim. The identifying characteristic traits of the holy nation of Jews that the Bashanim, Rachmanim, the Gomer Chasanim. It would seem that, that in today's world, of those three defining, identifying, Characteristics, the one that's most susceptible to being distorted is that of Baishanim. We, we live in, in, in a world, in a society which is so crude and so extroverted, all of which is the antithesis of Baishanus a sense of dignity, refinement privacy, healthy inhibition. There are sort of crude violations of the Midah of Baishanas, but then there are more subtle violations uh, as well. If, if I'm walking down the street, talking on my cell phone, in a, very much in a, in a public space, 
talking about private things, it's also a more subtle form of that impairment of, 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 of the midah of, of Bashamas. Another way in which we strengthen and, and reaffirm our Jewish identity is by in ensuring to the best of our ability the presence and purity of these three simonim of Rachmanim, Bashanim, and Gomli Chasodim. Another aspect of Jewish identity, the Gemara tells us that there is a concept of mutual responsibility and interdependence that exists amongst all Jews. The Gemara says that this is the basis that that if a person is in a position to influence other people and doesn't influence, so then that person is responsible for what the other person does. It's not, it's not acceptable for a person to anias nafshi hitzalti, but a person has, again, there's, there's interdependence, there's mutual responsibility. The Rishonim then say that it's this concept in the Gemara that underlies the halachic principle of Yotza Motzi. If a person has already made Kiddush Friday night and is, uh, and is no longer, seemingly no longer obligated in Kiddush, nevertheless, he can say Kiddush a second time for someone else who hasn't heard Kiddush yet, even though to be motzi someone else, you have to be a mechuyah bedava, because he's still a mechuyah bedava. So the Rishonim say, how can that be? Why is he still a mechuyah bedava? Why is he still obligated in Kiddush if he just made Kiddush ten minutes ago? So the answer is no. If someone else, his, everyone's mitzvah of making Kiddush is not just that I should make Kiddush, but my mitzvah is that every other Jew should make Kiddush as well. And, and my obligation isn't really discharged fully until until that happens. More broadly, Kol Yisrael Arevim means that there's a sense of, of complete identification with, with all other Jews. Something which is, expresses itself by being no say but all, but by, by sharing in other people's suffering emotionally, practically, What the Rambam describes as in Hilchas Tshuva as being nichnas b'tzorasan, that even if the physical conditions and circumstances, even if one doesn't live in the southern part of Eretz Yisrael and one's days and nights are not punctuated by, by constant uh, shooting of, of, of missiles from Gaza, but a sense of nichnas b'tzorasan, a sense of, of experiencing that, as, as one's own Torah, as being part of that Torah, another dimension of, of Jewish identity. Our, our attitude <coughs> and relationship towards Eretz Yisrael is also a, a key element in, in Jewish identity. We mentioned before the Joshua's Chazal, Hayakov Avinu, even though he knows he's going to die in, in Mitzrayim, nevertheless doesn't move to Mitzrayim with the attitude that he's settling in Mitzrayim, but that he's there on a temporary basis, that, that he feels as, as, as a stranger. Even, even when a, a person makes a, a legitimate calculation as to why he's living in Chutz but 
the, the perspective and attitude one is supposed to have to that is that a person is abroad. A person is living away from home. A Jew's home is, is Eretz Yisrael. Jewish identity also implies a, a unique Jewish destiny. And, and part of reinforcing and embracing our Jewish identity is, is recognizing and identifying with that Jewish destiny. What, what is the Jewish destiny? Jewish destiny, first of all, tells us something about our relationship to Olam Haza, and it also tells us something about the future. In terms of our relationship with Olam, with Olam Haza, Chazal say, that the twins, Yaakov and Esav, were agitating inside Rivka's womb. So Chazal say, Rashi quotes that they were meriven al nachla shnei olamas. That they, they were fighting over the over who would who would inherit each of the two worlds. There's Olam Haza and, and, and Olam Haba. A Jew's share is not in Olam Haza. A Jew's share is, is in Olam Haba. When a ger comes, when a, when a prospective ger comes to Bezdin, so the Brisa in, in Masachas Yavamis says, and the Rambam reproduces this, this Brisa, says that the first thing that the ger is told by Bezdin is, don't you know, do you know, she Yisrael b'zman hazeh, they are the uh, devuyim and the chufim and sechufim and meturafim. Don't you know how 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 persecuted they are and and how lowly they are? And it's only when the prospective ger says, "I know that," and 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 I accept that, that the gayrus process can can move forward. I think the Maharal comments. Why is it that we find that, that Esav practiced Kibbutz Aim? And why do we find that the Gemara Kiddushin, when it wants to illustrate at Hechem Kibbutz Aim, illustrates with stories from a non-Jew, Nesina Ben Dama? It illustrates with with stories of non-Jew. How 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 are we supposed to understand that? So the Maharal says that the basis of Kibbutz Aim. Is shekain other ve'imo heviuli dechayel olam haza. The basis, the mechayiv and kibbutz aim, is that one's parents are responsible for one being in this world. That that one that one is alive in, in olam haza. So that the partners, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's partners, in bringing that about, were one's parents. It's an olam, as it were, it's an olam haza centric mitzvah. He says, Olam Haza, so that, that's, the, that's the lot, that's the nachla of, of, of the other nations. And, and that's why we find that, that an Esav can excel in, in Kibbutz Avaim. And that's why we, we find that when the Gemara Kedushan says that Hechem Kibbutz Avaim, it tells us a story of, of, of Maisev and Nachri Echad. A, a Jew finds his fulfillment in this world by being oriented towards Olam Haba. 
not by looking to maximize and, and capitalize on, 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 on the Olam Haza enjoyments. But Jewish destiny also means being oriented towards Ketzayomen. means being oriented towards a future of Geula. One of the questions that a person is asked after, when they come before the Kisei HaKovod, is Tzipisa Yeshua. Not simply did a person believe that there's going to be a Masa Mashiach, that there's going to be an ultimate redemption, but Sipisali Yeshua, did you long for for that for that redemption? Of the Rambam's Yud Gimelikarim, arguably the most challenging is the twelfth, which is about Yemosa Mashiach. Twelve out of the thirteen are basically a matter of belief. To believe in the Rebbeinu Shalom, to believe that the Rebbeinu Shalom is, is, there's no multiplicity, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is incorporeal, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is above and beyond time. They're all matters of, 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 of belief. But Yemosa Mashiach, the Rambam writes in Hilchos Malachim, based on the Pasuk in Chavakuk, a person has to be Machakel Biyasa. It's not only that, that I believe, that I subscribe to the belief that Mashiach is coming, that there will be a Mosia and Mashiach, a person is supposed to be Machakel Biyaso. And clearly, clearly, that, that is a, a very, very fundamental aspect of Jewish identity, that identification with Jewish destiny, with the destiny of 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 Hamashiach. In order to be Mitzapel Yeshua, a person can't long for something. If everything in my life is good now, so I'm not looking for change. Right? If, if it ain't broke, so, so don't fix it. If if everything is good, if if there's no sense of void or, or vacuum in one's life, so one's not going to be Mitzapel for a radically different existence, an existence with a Beis HaMikdash, an existence where all the mitzvahs HaTorah once again be, become, become operative. In order to be mitzvah Yeshua, there has to be a sense of a void in, in one's, current, one's current life. That there is a major, major principle articulated. He wasn't. He's neither the first nor the last, but but articulated amongst others by by Ramchal in in Sisharim, where Ramchal explains that he gives the he illustrates this principle in context of talking about the midah of Zrizos, and he says that that a person can have an inner burning desire to do something, and that will cause him to act with alacrity. And the alacrity will be an expression of this inner state. But he says it's also true that even if a person doesn't have that inner hislahavus, if he'll push himself 
artificially, as it were. If he'll push himself to run, to act with alacrity, so that will help create and generate that, that, that inner, inner hislahavus. Big, big tzaddikim, big, big balei avoda are consumed with their concern for kvot shamayim. It, it's very hard, I apologize for projecting, but it, it's very hard for us to, to, to relate to that. That, that. that intense concern for kvot shamayim, halavai that... Uh, that, 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 that someday I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you what, what that means. But absent that, a person can make strides towards developing and cultivating that. If a person does things to be marvek vot shamayim, again, like, the, like Ramchal says, maybe I'm not feeling this Jesus, but let me act with this Jesus anyway, and that will help create this Jesus. So maybe I'm not yet on a level where I'm so passionate as the Chofetz Chaim and, 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 and people of that ilk were and are. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not so passionate about Kvot Shemayim, but I understand, I understand the concept, and I do understand that, that it is the ultimate value. So let me see what I can do in, in my own small, humble way to be Mabe Kvot Shemayim. Maybe it's contributing something to, to, to my shul. Whatever, helping make a tikkun in, in, in my shul, generating a certain momentum. Maybe it's in terms of a chesed. Maybe it's in, 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 in a totally different context, in, 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 in pushing myself to learn more Torah. In whatever form it will take, the more a person is most nefesh for kvot shamayim, then the more a person generally becomes concerned with, with Kvot Shamayim. If a person's concerned with Kvot Shamayim, a person can't be content with the world as it is today, as it exists today. You know, it's, it's customary, it's traditional to, 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 to end drushes with a, a bakoshef, a gula, Sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, creativity to sort of tie the drosha in to that uh, to, to that bakosha. I think here it, it is a very natural transition, and, and we segue very naturally into that bakosha that, that we should be zolcha to see the end of, of, of the anti-Semitism, but rather it should be. That all should be sofa achas, and it should be mala arts deus Hashem kamayim la 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 yom mechasim.